Let's bring in our panel. Colin Scarola, Equity Research Analyst at CFRA Research, and Eddie Gabor, Managing Partner at Key Advisors Group. We are talking airlines, and I know we got some buy ratings, but we had over 2 million passengers travel yesterday through TSA checkpoints, about 200,000 less than 2019, but still um, showing some strength. Colin, your thoughts as you have strong buys on names like Southwest, Alaska Air, Delta, do you still have strong buys on those names? And what makes them stand out at this time to you? Hi, Nicole, thank you for having me. Uh, I do still have strong buys on those names, uh, Delta, Southwest, Alaska, for example. And I think what we've seen over the last month has been a, a short-term pushing out of the return of business travel. But I actually think domestic travel is, uh, domestic leisure travel has held up surprisingly well through the Delta variant. And what I'm encouraged about is that I think some of the hardest hit states by the Delta variant, they're starting to either see their COVID cases plateau or even decline. And that's through the start of the school year in most of these states. So I'm uh, encouraged that we might be near the peak of the Delta variant. And I think that's going to allow the return in business travel that we were initially expecting to see around now. Mm. I think maybe in the next yeah. two to three months, we'll start seeing it. Right, right. And before I get to Eddie Gabor, a quick thought on American Airlines, because that's the standout, not in a good way. The others, you have strong buys. And uh, United, you had a buy, but American Airlines is a hold. Why is that? Uh, mainly due to their balance sheet. It's a lot, a lot more debt than the other airlines. Mm, and I, I also see. just think the, the history of operating efficiency is not there with American that it is at some of these other players. Yeah, yeah. I, and that's what everybody's been talking about, a lot of debt on the balance sheet for some of these names. Eddie Gabor, what are your thoughts? as we did see over 2 million passengers. I know there were some concerns from the airlines, even themselves, that they would not have the business travel while they're trying to raise capacity and hire new um, employees, those who will be vaccinated. At the same time, they're concerned that the Delta variant has spooked folks, right, of late, and business travel may or may not return so quickly. Eddie? Yeah, so we were in airlines early on. Uh, we're not in them right now. I personally don't own them either right now because I feel like we're going to, I'm not a doctor, but I think we'd be naive to think that the Northeast is not going to see some similarities in regards to COVID spikes as we saw in the South. Um, you know, it's a seasonality thing. And so I think that's going to push things back a little bit for the airlines. So from a business standpoint, I don't see business travel coming back in a big way anytime soon. So if I were to pick an airline, I would pick one that really focuses on really domestic travel uh, and leisure, maybe a company like Spirit Airlines uh, because of the way their business model is structured. But for me right now with how we're investing dollars, uh, we just find other opportunities outside of that right now because I think there's going to be some more headwinds uh, in regard to these Delta spikes that we still haven't seen again really in the Northeast. And unfortunately, I think more than likely we will see that. So you're looking more, Eddie, to some domestic travel. You mentioned a name like Spirit. How about something like Southwest, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, because again, I think you're going to want the airlines that don't have a lot of revenue coming from business travel, you know, from the companies that I've spoken to and people that work for uh, companies where they travel a lot. 
uh, it's pretty been a strong consensus that it's going to be a while until business travel gets to where it was pre-pandemic. And so you may be pushing things out another six to 12 months uh, before you see anything close to what we were accustomed to uh, prior to COVID. Right. And Colin, when you look at the group overall, especially the three of the strong buys, um, it's interesting. You know, would you I don't know what they're saying about some of the other areas that are tied in, whether it's casinos or cruise lines or just how the consumer is feeling. What is it that you watch most closely? Are you concerned about any headwinds at all, whether it's uh, costs for anything, parts or gasoline or folks what they're willing to pay when you watch the softer than expected jobs report things like that that get factored in uh, the the biggest question is trying to figure out how i think that business travel recovery will look like not necessarily versus 2019 but versus current expectations so i think right now the expectations are for uh, essentially you know, a permanent drop-off in business travel when you look at the valuations for some of these airlines. But I've, I've been encouraged by signs from some other countries, uh, namely China and Russia, their domestic flights have recovered to above 2019 levels. And, you know, private jet travel in the U.S. is miles above 2019 levels already. So there are some signs out there that uh, there's more underlying business demand then I think the expectations yeah. have currently baked into the prices of these stocks. So I think even if, say we're down 40% business travelers in 2022, I think that would still be a lot better than current expectations. And I think that's possible. So that's why I like some of these stocks, even if they do have right. high exposure to that. I was coming through your report, Colin, and I, you know, I, I was looking at what they're getting for cash flow, operating cash flow, free cash flow. And I know prior to the pandemic, you said nearly 30% of Delta revenue came from international travel, but you don't necessarily need it, right, for Delta to do well. It says even without much international travel, we see Delta, right, with some good cash flow numbers going forward. Yeah, one of the things that is attractive to me about Delta is they weren't highly committed to growing their fleet before the pandemic. So they're not locked into huge purchase commitments over the next few years. They can really manage capacity a lot better than some of the discount airlines, which uh, for better or worse, they were committed to growing their fleets 10, 20% a year in some cases. So when you're buying planes and pouring them into a market that's currently depressed, uh, even though you may be growing revenue, um, your revenue relative to your capacity right. can be very poor. So I, I like Delta because it doesn't have some of those commitments. Got it, got it. And Eddie, I'll give you the final thought because you're just really watching consumer behavior at this point too, some concerns about employment, which we discussed briefly before. Um, you said you'd rather just own some other quality companies. Tell me a little bit about this whole trend and how you're looking at this investing. Yeah, I think when we take a look at the economic dynamic that we're going to see, it's going to be quite different than the first half of this year when we look out the next six months. I think you're going to see discretionary income 
much lower for the consumer than what it's had at the beginning of this year, simply because of inflation. And uh, there's not going to be any stimulus checks, uh, at least as of right now, that's going to flow into the market. So that's why we're more cautious here, because we're going to be seeing deceleration on GDP side, in our opinion, with inflation continuing to rise or at least staying very, very sticky. So anytime you see an environment like that, uh, in our opinion, it's best to be positioned in companies that have very strong balance sheets uh, that could also be an inflation hedge. Because again, um, I think next year is going to be very, very challenging from an equity perspective. Uh, all right, Eddie and Colin, thank you. Colin Scarola, equity analyst at CFRA Research. Eddie Gabor, managing partner, Key Advisors Group. Thank you so much. Wonderful to chat with you.